Welcome to episode four of Gaming Historia. Um, this one's going to be different. We're we're not going to really talk any specific topic. Instead, this is, as we said last week, the Getting to Know You podcast, the Q&A for, for Colby and myself. Um, we got a number of questions from people who work on the site who, you know, Colby and I both joined at the beginning of January, so they don't really know us all that well yet. And... We have some uh, we have some fun fun questions to go after. We're gonna kind of mock interview each other to get some information about each other, and then, of course, give you guys a little insight into who we are and what we're doing, and and uh, go from there. And then at the end, we have a few things that that we'll talk about for the site and for the uh, for the podcast that are coming up in the future, not too far from here. So. With that said, Colby, what do you got? Anything before we get into this mess? Uh, no, I'm I'm all good to go. Hey, everyone. All right, so Colby, you, I'm, we're gonna let you start off with the questions. So, so how okay. this is gonna work is at the beginning, Colby and I are gonna ask each other questions in an interview setting, and then once we get through that, which shouldn't take all that long, we have a number of questions that we will both be answering and discussing and arguing over and making fun of each other for because we're going to have very different answers, I can promise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. You ready? Let's let's start it off. What's, what's question number right. one? I'm going to ask the most important question I could ever ask anybody. There is a few correct answers, but there are incorrect answers too. Who is your favorite Disney princess? Favorite Denzel? Oh, Ariel. Okay, I'll take it. Without That's acceptable. A, without a doubt, dude. Little Why? Mermaid is my favorite Disney movie of all time. Well, okay. Jasmine. Jasmine's a close second. I, I actually like Aladdin. She's also acceptable. I like <laughs> Aladdin more than my or more than. Uh, We've been playing the My Little Pony game, so I almost called it My Little Mermaid. <laughs> I thought um, that's what you were going to say. Yeah, I, I like Aladdin more than My Little Mermaid, um, but uh, but I just like Ariel as a character. Uh, I don't know. I always thought she was kind of fun, but I don't like Jasmine as much as Ariel, but I think Aladdin is my favorite movie of all of them, and I think a lot of people can say that because, you know, it just had a good cat. Robin Williams tore it yeah. up in that movie, but... But The Little Mermaid was fantastic. Um, all right, you gave two acceptable answers. I'm very, I'm very okay with that. <laughs> all right, well, and remember, I have a little princess at home too. So I figured you would have an answer because because yeah. of your daughter. <laughs> Don't even have to think about it. Um, that's that's the one big thing that that disappointed me. Whenever they canceled Disney Infinity, is we'd never get a my my little. Mermaid. <laughs> we'd never My get little a little mermaid. We'd never get an aerial My figure, um, which is unfortunate because I would have loved. Was to there never aerial? No, they they never did the Little Mermaid. They uh, the only underwater stuff they did was Finding Nemo and Finding Dory. Did they, how many princesses did they do? Did they do many? Uh, they had they did Mulan. They had Mulan. They had Jasmine. Um, uh, what's her name from Tangled? Rapunzel. Yeah, Rapunzel. Um, Is that it? I mean, they had Elsa and Anna, but they're not princesses. Yeah, Elsa and Anna, and then... They had Merida. Right, yes, Brave. they had Merida. That was my starter pack. <laughs> I wish the, that was still around. Yeah, and then there was... I mean, depending on what you say about Star Wars, there's some of the 
you know, there's Leia and there's oh, Rey. Oh, yeah, Leia. And Rey. So, I mean, you could... Leia kind of became a Disney princess and Rey it seems Disney princess-ish to me from the movies. Um, when this Fox deal goes down, Anastasia will be a Disney princess. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> and the what's the movie? The, uh, the Frog... Uh, princess and the Frog? Yeah, Tiana? Princess and the Frog. <laughs> I I only saw it halfway through, so I've never seen the whole movie and I wanted to, but I really like that one a lot too. So she That is a good movie. So yeah, so she may be up there too if if I ever get to sit down and watch the whole thing. I, I feel just, like nobody has ever seen I feel like so many people haven't seen that movie. Yeah. And that, that was, was one of the last hand drawn anim- animated movies they did. Yeah, it was. And after that they started they had what was the uh there was like a pirate like a sky pirate thing with an airship. Um, what? <laughs> something adventure, adventure, something. I'm pretty sure it was Disney. I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure it was a Disney thing. I have no idea. Thing. And it was, I mean, it was just a totally different thing. But that's where they really started incorporating, at that time period, they really started incorporating the 3D graphics uh, or models with the 2D art and you know. I like the 3D, 3D, but I wish sometimes they would just go back to hand drawn. You know, just like every once in a while. Yeah, I I love the straight up just hand drawn stuff, and and I mm-hmm. think that's why I like Aladdin. I think Aladdin had some of the best just straight hand drawn stuff, and that was the first time, as far as I'm aware, that they used any 3D stuff for whenever the lion opened up his mouth to go into the cave. That was all 3D, but the rest of the movie was, um, oh, you know, hand drawn. And yeah. it was beautiful how they did it. And and the games that came from Aladdin were both a lot of fun. I think the Sega version was oh, better than my the Super Nintendo version. God, I never played the Sega version, but I love that Super Nintendo version. We still yes. haven't played it pretty regularly. The Sega version was fantastic. It was it was hard too, but there you know, games. my mom, she I don't think she knows what speedrunning is, but I'm pretty confident she could speedrun that game. She wow. has that game up and down. She knows it. That is it's awesome. crazy how quickly she can beat that game. <laughs> I I don't think my mom would know what to do with a controller. She <laughs> she would be completely lost. Um, my mom taught me video games, man. Yeah, I guess we're from different generations, which is you know <laughs> what it is. All right, let's see. What am I gonna? So so what got you into game? What, what was what was the first gaming memory that you have? Obviously, your mom was part of what got That's... you into there. Yeah, that's it. I think the first one I really have is of watching her play uh, Super Mario World. You know, oh, we well. that was, I guess, my first console. Technically, it wasn't mine, but you know, like that was the first one I played, and I, like that, and a link to the past. Before I even started playing those games, I would sit there and watch her play it. You know, uh, she would play Super Nintendo for hours when she was younger. So like that, and Aladdin, Bomberman, even The Secret of Mana. Uh, yeah, oh, she played. Man. man, that brings back up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she played all those games, and she got me into it. And she'll still play, you know, like Nintendo games with me now. But those are those are my earliest memories. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's, right. Yeah, I owe it all to her. Well, that's, all right. that's such a sweet story. I know. <laughs> Thanks, all right. Well, my next mom. question. <laughs> Thank you very much. What is the worst movie you have ever seen? Ooh, that's that is one of the questions that we'll both answer later is the best and worst. The worst movie ever. I mean, Bright's up there and I I couldn't even finish that one. 
Um, but I'm trying to I think of something that that I got to the movie theaters. Um, let's see, man, that puts me on the spot because I have this weird love hate relationship with Zack Snyder because 300 is is one of those great films that still stands up, but then Sucker Punch and Batman v Superman, the DCEU, <laughs> yeah, that kind of went downhill quick. Um, I there's a lot. Of, there was an Avengers movie, not not the Marvel Avengers, but the Avengers TV show. Uh, that was a movie that my dad actually walked out of, and I couldn't watch more than a few minutes of. <laughs> but from the stuff that I've seen, I I think the the movie that I disliked the most, maybe Justice League. That might be the one that I have to pull out. Cause oh, I, no. I watched that movie four times in theaters. Yeah. There, was, there was just something about that movie that, that my wife and I both left the movie theater and we were really disappointed. The biggest disappointment, I can tell you very easily, because I, I mean, I could go off about really bad movies for a long time and there's mm-hmm. a ton of stinkers that I've seen. But of big name movies, Justice League is, is probably the one that that I disliked the most because I expected it to go the right way. And I don't think it did. I, I think they missed a lot and you know, it is what it is, but I think I will agree. They missed some marks, but I loved that movie. (laughs) Well, so here I'll piss off everybody who's listening right now because my biggest disappointment in recent memory was episode eight. Really? I walked out completely disappointed. You know what's funny? That's so strange. I have never clapped in a movie theater until that movie. Really? That is by far my favorite Star Wars movie. Seven is 100%. my favorite. I think Seven's the best Star Wars movie they made. And I know that it's somewhat of a remake, but there's just something about that that I love. But number eight I came out of and... Even my wife, who's a diehard Star Wars fan, if you want to make her happy, just get her something Star Wars related. Um, mm-hmm. She came out of eight going, man, that's disappointing. That was not See, that's good. what a lot of people think, but I just, it's funny because it was such a critical darling, but the fans hated it. I thought it was, it, yeah, it's just by far, I, I loved how many different things it did that kind of subverted the Star Wars expectations, and I just love it. I, I think my problem was with with how they handled Luke. I think they could have done, you know, I, I almost got to that point of like, because I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. I enjoy the Star Wars stuff, but I'm not the, I'm not your traditional like, oh, I love Star Wars. I can't wait. I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, but whenever Luke came out, I realized something was up. But at the same point, I was like, oh man, here we go. This is going to be fantastic. And I'm not going to spoil anything, but he's basically facing off against an entire army in a particular point in the movie. And I was like, Oh, here we go. And I was extremely let down by that. And Hmm. so I didn't like, I didn't like how they handled his storyline. And I didn't, uh, there was a particular line that they, that Kylo says that he's like, yeah, you would say that or something like that. And I was like, who wrote this (laughs) script? Like, I think we I think everyone can agree. So I guess a little spoil. I, I won't No, I won't spoil it. The scene where Kylo and her I'm trying not to spoil anything. Yeah. 
back to back. Yes, that was a good scene. I, that is an amazing scene. Yeah. Right? Right. But, <laughs> but then they make sure to to douse your memories of that scene with gasoline and set it on fire with this huge momentous scene and you get whatever the line was, but it was basically like, Oh yeah, I bet you are. And I was like, dude, that's like, that's like kids in middle school trying to play star Wars. And that's the best insult. Or the best okay. Line but Kylo Ren with. is like a middle schooler. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's a bad line. <laughs> no, and it was delivered. It was delivered with all the heart he could possibly put into it. And it was still bad. <laughs> So, Sometimes the acting can't save bad writing. No, and, and I think that Adam Driver is a very good actor, and I think mm-hmm. Kylo Ren's a very cool character. But that one, I, as soon as they said it, I was like, oh, Kylo. Poor guy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I hope you have some other really good stuff lined up after this, because I don't I don't want to have that as my memory of you until the next Star Wars. So yeah, we got another episode. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully he does something before that. Otherwise, I'm going to be waiting a while to hear. And... Uh, okay, so since we're on Star Wars, what do you, did you see the Han trailer? Yeah, uh, I like eighty percent of it. What did you think from what, of what you saw? <laughs> I don't know. Han Solo has just never really been. I know he's a favorite, but he just hasn't been all that interesting of a character to me. He kind of feels one dimensional sometimes. Uh, I'm gonna see it, you know, regardless. It's Star yeah. Wars, but I don't think whatever the trailer did was going to hype me up. So I'm very just kind of eh right now. Yeah. Uh, I, Amelia Clark's character that that's kind of interesting to me, what she's going to be doing. Uh, but beyond that, just kind of meh. Yeah. I, I saw the trailer and I was like, hmm. it's, I mean, I feel the same way about Han. I, I do like Han. I liked him more when I was younger cause he was kind of that cool space cowboy, but yeah. Um, you know, and I, and I think that in episode seven, he had a very good storyline. Um, mm-hmm. But I was just, eh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know I'll if they cast it. the right person for Han, but maybe they did once you see it more. He just looks a little, like, I can't, I can't make the jump from that actor to, to, uh, uh, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Like, it's, it's, I didn't realize he's in the movie doing something else. Oh, I didn't either. Yeah, I just found that out a few days ago from a podcast mm-hmm. I was listening to. Okay, so that wasn't really an uh, official question. I was just curious since it was related. So, yeah. okay, <laughs> so let's see what's what's the next question that we have. What is? Let's get into something that might let you get a little bit spicy. Um, <laughs> what what has been the in in your gaming career because you've been doing Twitch and YouTube and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What has been the the most emotional or hardest thing on you as as becoming a person while you're becoming a personality? Like, who was the biggest bully, or what was the biggest issue that you faced, or or was there a moment like that where you're like, God, man, these guys are brutal? Well, I mean, it's being gay, obviously. Uh, the gaming community for how, you know, how the bigger personalities try to make it seem, you know, like open and accepting a huge part of it is just terrible. You know, look at any game like League of Legends as one of the worst communities I have ever seen. It is full of toxic people. Yeah. And unfortunately, the gaming community at large is really just a negative group. Uh, you know, I wish they weren't. I wish I didn't have to say that, but they are. 
Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've really gotten good about, you know, that whole thing. Every creator is like, don't look at the comments. Uh, I-, I can look at the comments and just not care. Right. Uh, it It just does not bother me anymore. I mean, the comments I've gotten. Oh, my God. It just doesn't bother me anymore at all. Like, I just I just think it's funny at this point and I'll just comment back funny stuff because I think it's funny. Right. Um, but I guess, you know, in the beginning, that was always kind of frustrating to deal with until I got, you know, kind of immune to it. But that was always, I guess, the hardest thing. You know, I haven't had anything really hard since, you know, like I said, I've gotten good, really good about the comments. Uh, but that, you know, especially when you're first starting and all your content is awful when you're first starting because you don't know how to do anything. and It's just embarrassing to look back on. Um, that is uh, that's the hardest thing by far. But now it doesn't even bother me. What, what did you do for your Twitch thing whenever you're playing that terrible Yu-Gi-Oh game? Uh, the best Yu-Gi-Oh game, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh Destiny Board Traveler for the Game Boy Advance. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like your Twitch stream was like gay Darth Vader or gay dark Traveler. Oh, it was just gay Destiny Board Traveler. I just named oh, everything gay. Oh, gay Destiny gay. Board. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so. I just named everything gay. <laughs> that I'll, I'll is every... <laughs> One of my favorite things is whenever I went to your streaming channel and then down at the bottom you have the pictures for YouTube and it's and it's me. Oh, that. it's my me that's wearing a rose and nothing else. <laughs> yes. I, I laughed pretty hard at that. I thought that was pretty hilarious. Um, I'm on my Twitch right now. There's gay Destiny Board Traveler, gay Dark Side Time. It was... Uh, Mario Odyssey, Dark Side of the Moon. Then there's Super Mario Galaxy because I'm a gay star. Uh, Doki, <laughs> Doki Doki Literature Club is Doki Doki. I'm gay and scared. Like it's just every. <laughs> All right. So, so for any of our listeners who had not figured out that Colby's gay, he's gay. Um, it's not too hard to figure out. <laughs> yeah, and, and he is, and he has no problems with <laughs> with letting it out there. Um, no. <laughs> so, all right. Well, and that's kind of what I wanted to get to because. Down the line, we are going to address some of those issues about um, cultural issues in video games, and that obviously is one of them. That. And that's going to be a bigger podcast that's going to have more people in it. So I don't want to edit it, but I'm going to have to because um, that many voices is going to be a pain to to make sure they're all coming through clear. But we are going to get to that point to where we start talking about some of the cultural aspects of who we are as gamers as a community. And how we treat each other because, you know, I spend a lot of time in gaming retail and standing in lines at midnight releases and stuff like those are your best friends. And then, yeah, you know, you go home and you jump on and say it's a Call of Duty release. You jump on Call of Duty. You could shoot that same guy or he could shoot you. And all of a sudden he's the devil and you're going to do stuff to his racial mind. slurs. <laughs> yeah. And it just it gets out of hand. And so um there's some anonymity to it that that plays into that, I think. But I I think we're going to do one pretty soon uh, that's going to get into that of of why is it okay why you're sitting right next to your to this guy waiting for a game to be best mm-hmm. friends and then you get online you don't know it's him and all of a sudden you've you know done stuff to his mom and his brother and stuff like that and it's like I would just like to say the funniest one time, I guess it's not funny one time I was playing call of duty and a baby was crying and i guess it was the dad that was you know playing he yeah. yelled at his baby to shut up and i was like wow you are yelling at a an infant to stop <laughs> crying this is wow this is it terrible. this is this is why people don't like gamers <laughs> yeah no kidding 
We're all right. We're going to be on a mission to change that view. And yeah, we're going to fail, but we're that's our mission now. Um, all right. So you want to do any more back and forth, or do you want to get to what the website asks? Because there's plenty uh, from that. Yeah, let's do a few more back and forth. Okay. Uh, I think you asked me last, right? Yep. So you fire away. Okay. Uh, best Pokemon. Best Pokemon. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. So I, I gr- you better not say Pikachu. Well, well, and I'm not going to because that's really the only one I know. Um, I know that's why I don't want you to say. I grew up. I grew up before Pokemon became a thing, so I was the guy that your parents were coming in to buy Pokemon from, and <laughs> I played it some, but but not enough to you know. I never became a big fan of it. Um, yeah. So let's see. Um, oh, I can, I can, I can't think of what the name is. Uh, uh, Evie. I can probably Evie. Evie. All right. Evie, and partly I'm, it's because my daughter really likes Evie because it's one of the few Pokemon stuffed animals I got her. Um, when you said that, I picked up my Build a Bear Evie that was sitting right next to me. Oh, this was a cheap GameStop stuffed Evie that I got her but <laughs> Evie was always my favorite because that was the first one that I think that I ever saw that then would like turn into different Evies with different elements and yeah, there's currently seven or eight. Oh wow yeah, I, which, yeah what was it? originally it was just like three right like yeah lightning water and fire or something like that mm-hmm. um and being a magic player I was like oh cool now I can like make my water and fire Evie Pokemon team or whatever um and that, I mean, that was about as far as it went with that. There's other ones that I've liked the designs for, but Pokemon's never been my thing. Eevee's definitely a good one. I'll give you that. All right, good. I'm glad I picked something that didn't that wasn't terrible. What <laughs> What if I went with Geo, dude? Uh, that's weird. But I'll get. I'll, like, I would. I would let you have your opinion. He's like the most boring Pokemon that I can think of. Like he's just a rock with arms. <laughs> he literally. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some bad ones. There's a chandelier now. <laughs> Oh, I saw that. It's, a chandelier. It's, it's on. It's like one of the fighters for the Switch okay. fighter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. So let's see. Where Where do I go from here? Um. There's plenty of questions to ask. All right. Let's Let's go with. Uh, I want to think of something that's. Com- I, I, here we go. All right. Let's Let's go down because I still want to keep it somewhat based on stuff that we deal with on on the site and through the podcast. Mm-hmm. So. Um, best musician of all time. Beyonce. Ah, I knew it. <laughs> Don't at me. Don't fight me on this. I I'll will fight you for hours on Beyonce. I will being hang the best. up. <laughs> Dude, I like. I'm one of those guys that digs into music so far to find things. No, you know, like nobody's listening to. Man, Beyonce. I'm. I'm not a pop guy, really. Um, she is, I, I would say, one of the best performers of at least our time. Yeah. I mean, I, when you pay money to see her live, she makes it worth the price. But she, is she, she puts Jackson. on a show. Can Does she put on a show like Michael Jackson put on a show? I never saw Michael Jackson put on a show, and I don't need to because I saw Beyonce put on a show. Oh, you need to watch some videos of, of especially the first moonwalk on stage. I'm telling you. I don't need to. You need to see that. Michael Jackson, not necessarily one of the best musicians, though. He is really high up there. But in the pop genre, Mm. nobody puts on a show like Jackson. 
I've seen Beyonce three times, and every single time she's gotten better. And the Formation tour in 2016 shot me <laughs> through the heart. <laughs> wow. That was, I saw her live in New York. It was one of the best moments of my life. Naomi Campbell walked right by me, I also might add. I was five oh. feet away from her for a hot second. Um, well, if she was still famous, was, that would be cool. Don't even start. <laughs> I've had enough of you today already. <laughs> when was it? The, what was the last show that she was on? That was what was that TV show? Five of a kind she, or whatever. She was on Empire hmm. for a hot second. I didn't know that. Yeah, I only watched the first season of that show. The second season wasn't that good, in my opinion. But yeah. uh yeah, she was on. I think just the first season. She had an arc. Gotcha. That's the last thing I saw her on. All right, so you and I will never see eye to eye on music. No, I, I respect I, Beyonce for what she's doing, but uh, she is—that's not enough. <laughs> she's she's just a pop person. <sighs> Moving on. <laughs> All right. Should we get to the website questions, or should I ask you something else? Go go for something else because we have. Let me see how many. I think we have seven or eight website questions. Some of them we kind of covered, but a few of them will be good discussion ones, and we can pick and choose if we run out of time. So, so go ahead and ask something else if, if you stop burning questions. Deciding which one. All right. Do you have an embarrassing story you can tell us? Let me think. Oh, well, yeah. I have a gaming-related story that most people find embarrassing. I don't get embarrassed, um, but most people do find it embarrassing. So we were doing uh, the Mario Kart for Wii whenever it was launching. I was mm-hmm. working at a video game retailer at the time and we were doing a midnight launch for Mario Kart and I told my team that we were all going to dress up. We were going to make it a big thing. They wanted us to do a big thing for it. And so I said, everybody pick what characters you want. Um, if you hit certain numbers or whatever, I'll, that's the order that we're going to pick. And then I'll pick whatever's left over. And guess who was left over? Um, so I got to dress up as Princess Peach. Uh, Love it for the for the Mario Kart Midnight release, and the people that worked with me were more embarrassed than I was. I was outside of the store hanging out with all the people that were waiting, and the kids thought it was hilarious and thought it was the best thing. And I was sitting there and you know trying to play up the Princess Peach thing. And I've had a beard since I was like twelve, so. Um, so, you know, I was this, this six, one, six, two bearded young man with long hair and, you know, I'm, I was not a skinny dude anymore at that point. I was, I was average and I was wearing this bright pink princess peach dress and just hanging out with kids out on the sidewalk. That's great. Where'd you get the dress? Uh, I think we went to a Walmart and they had them. It was I don't remember was it how October we got it. or did they just have them year round? I, I don't I don't actually remember how we got the dress. Um I may have ordered I it. Hope, wait, hold on. I have to see when Mario Kart Week came out. Yeah. I hope it was check. in October. If it was in October, then that's how we got it. But I I feel like we just went somewhere and they had like Mario It was in April. It was, it was, <laughs> where where so, did they have it? I, I don't know how I got that dress now. It, maybe I just had it in the closet or something. I I don't remember Why did you have a Princess Peach costume in the closet? I think then? everybody should, just in case. I mean I would I would agree with that. I <laughs> mean it's just in case you need a Princess Peach dress, you'll have one. I, I feel like at one point multiple points in everyone's life they're gonna at like accidentally need you know 
Something's gonna a come princess up. peach dress. They're go- it's gonna be necess- like a necessity at some point. Well, and, and this is the crazy thing about it is we found one that would fit me. And like I said, I was six foot two and average build, or six foot one and average build, and it it fluctuates depending on gravity for the day. But you know, I was I, I'm a tall guy and I'm I'm fairly broad shouldered and stuff. So to find a dress that was gonna fit me, like there's no way, and we did. And, uh, I, I don't know how, and it wasn't like it was, I wore shorts under it, but it's, I didn't need to, like the dress was long enough to get down to my knees and cover everything. So it was, uh, it was, it's weird that we found, I, I'm going to have to really think on that and try to remember how we found a dress that was a princess peach dress that fit. I guess they're like party city, maybe. It may have been. I, I actually, Party City. I know I went to Party City for it because we had a whole bunch of cheap decorations up. Um, so, so yeah, maybe it, maybe Party City. Yeah, but, and it may not have been an official pre- Princess Peach dress, but I do remember buying Mario Luigi costumes, and it, it must have been a Princess Peach thing. But to find one that big, I mean, hey, <laughs> I don't know how I did That's it, but great. we pulled it off. And I have a picture somewhere of it. I I haven't been able to find it recently, but if I can find it, I'll post it on the website. So, because I, sure. I have no shame. <laughs> All right. Um, right. Want to do see. one? Ask me one more, and then maybe yeah. We can move I'm on gonna to ask the website. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to to movies and TV so I can find more things to dislike about you. What is oh, your great. biggest binge show? Like, like is there a show that every year you'll you'll binge through? Not every year, but I watched it through uh, to the point where. Towards the end of what was available on Hulu, I was watching it at work on the clock. Okay. Well, <laughs> I hope you still have people. a job that's, if anybody listens. That, <laughs> well, that's when I worked at AMC theaters. Oh, and I, I got was, you. I would try to watch, like, I would watch it either when I was back bar, which is like you're making the food and stuff. Like, right. Um, or at the register when there was nobody there. Right. <laughs> Sometimes when, when there was people there. Uh, scandal. I love Scandal. Scandal oh, with Carrie uh, Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by far uh, my favorite show ever. It's ending this season. I'm really emotional. Um, I love Scandal. I, I love it so, 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 so much. I can see you liking Scandal. It's I a great show. Honestly, it gets so. The first season's like, you know, it's pretty good, but season two, episode seven, uh, I remember <laughs> specifically, is when I never looked back. Wow. Um, I, I, I had started watching it cause my mom was the one who recommended it to me and I watched some of ep- season one. I was like, yeah, it's good. You know, but I just didn't keep watching cause I was like, it's fine. I don't really like it that much. Uh, and then I kept watching and then yet yeah, season two, episode seven, that was it. I was gone. Huh. <laughs> uh, so if anybody listening out there, I, I highly recommend it. It's a great, great film. Movie. Right. Show. Well, Not a movie. <laughs> I'll throw out that one of my yearly shows is is Cheers. I watch yeah. Cheers every year. But never seen it. But my favorite you need to watch it. You'll love it. Um it's it's very eighties and it's got a lot of stuff that kind of relates to the eighties, but for the most part, it's just a funny show about a whole bunch of friends. But um mm. I would say my favorite show, it's not on Netflix right now. It, it's it's been on it for years, but Columbo, Peter Falk, best show 
in the history of TV. And huh. if, if you can watch it to – and the cool thing is it was never meant to be uh, – it, it turned out different than what they initially pitched. And it was going to be your normal hour-long detective show where a detective tries to figure out who murdered somebody or whatever. And yeah. they went to Peter Falk. And Peter Falk, for those who don't know, if you've seen The Princess Bride, Grandpa is Peter Falk. Um, so they went to Peter Falk and, and wanted him to come on. And he agreed, but he wanted to change the format. And he wanted it to be more like miniature movies. So some episodes are like an hour and 20 minutes. Some are like an hour and 40 minutes. And they didn't come out every week. They came out, you know, like every other week or every week and a half or whatever. But every episode starts off with you watching the crime happen. And then the entire time you watch Columbo get to how it happened but he just does these it's his character in most episodes he knows within the first five minutes who did it but he has to figure Mm -hmm. out how to prove it and he you know he plays like he's this dumb guy like oh well i guess as it as as he knows he's talking to the murderer and and there's famous lines where he'll just be like oh there's just one more thing i wanted to ask you real quick and then he'll leave and it seems like nothing and then all of a sudden he's got the crime solved it's just a great show worth watching Uh uh-huh so if it comes back to Netflix, I will write an article about it and let everybody know to make sure they get on there. Interesting. So let's move to questions. Now, we're still fairly fresh in the gaming historia life cycle. So we didn't really get questions from outside of, uh, you know, through through Twitter or anything like that, which we're very disappointed in all of you, but we'll forgive it for now. Um mm-hmm. But people on the site are also part of our audience. People who write for us or write for Bago are part of the audience. Um, so we had them ask questions, and we have some of those to go through. And we can probably get through most of them pretty quick without without too much trouble. So the first one is from uh, Chris Penwell, and uh, he asked, what remakes would you like to see in the future and which have you liked in the past? You want to go first or should I go? Uh, you start this one off. Um, I should actually for make once... you start the next one off because I have no idea how to answer it. <laughs> okay, I can I can start both off. Alright, yeah, go ahead and start them both. You're going to start the next one too. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so a remake I would like to see is kind of, I don't know, it doesn't really need a remake, but Yu-Gi-Oh. it's just a franchise that <laughs> well, I would like to see every Yu-Gi-Oh game remade. Um, it's a franchise that got its second entry canceled, and that makes me very sad. And I would just like to see more from this series is a little known game called Heavenly Sword. Ever oh, heard, yeah. hear about that game? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I originally actually... It. Yeah, that's not good. And, no, and somehow terrible. in 2014 looks worse than the 2006 game <laughs> and does. also takes away the fact that you know oh it's really cool and different because she's a female and makes it about her brother that she doesn't have in the game right uh, i have a lot of complaints <laughs> about that movie but um it's it's a beautiful game uh has some really nice combat i originally played that game actually because of another little known game playstation all-stars battle royale yep uh she got added to the roster and I wanted to see what she was about because I was like, whoa, her hair, her design, like super cool. So I, I got her game, you know, it was like used for like eight dollars or something at right. GameStop. And I, 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 I cried like, can we curse on this? 
Um, I'm, I gotta decide if I'm gonna bleep it or not. <laughs> I cried like a little <laughs> um at the end of that game and it was so powerful and moving and uh, I would love they had a second one in development there's concept art never went anywhere I'd like to see maybe a remake or just a sequel of that game uh, for sure I think would be awesome and then what was the other part remakes uh, we've liked in the past what's one that you've liked in the past um god have I played any I don't know. I love the idea of remakes. I never think they're a bad idea, but I can't think of any I've really played. Um, like, I've played definitive editions of games. Yeah, that's, that's more of a re-release, I think. Um, yeah. Like, Tomb Raider and the whole thing was like, look at her hair! Like, they made a whole video about her hair. Well, I would, I would actually <laughs> say that the new Tomb Raiders are remakes. Because they're... Well. They're well, so if you different. say that, then Tomb Raider, for yeah. sure. Because I love, I love the new ones. What about Nintendo? I guess Super Mario All Stars is an amazing remake. Okay. That have you ever played that? Uh, yeah, Super Mario All Stars. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know it has like what four or five. I mean, that's an amazing one. Yeah. It updates all the art stuff. I, I, yeah, I guess Super Mario All Stars. I would say okay. is one I've loved in the past. All right. Uh, what about you? Uh, so a game that needs to be remade and these guys are still around. Pandemic is still making stuff. THQ is buying people out or was it THQ that's buying people out? Uh, THQ Nordic, I guess. Yeah. Nordic. And yeah, so they're still around. Uh, so this was a military shooter that came out on Xbox. Wait, I'm sorry. Oh, I thought you hadn't said the game. Have you said the name yet? I have not yet. Cut out. Okay. Nope. Uh, so this was. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a. I'm gonna bury the lead to see if anybody okay. can think of what this game is. Um, okay. <laughs> it's a. It's a military shooter that came out on PS2 and Xbox, um, and you controlled a squad of. I think it was four people at a time, um, and it was almost a strategy game. Like you would tell this dude to move up, then this dude to move up, and then you'd be able to control a guy, and you're covering different areas. Very beautiful game at the time. Can I guess what it is? You can. Is it Scooby Doo Night of a Hundred Frights? You're you're close. Um, it is Full Spectrum Warrior. Oh, that was really close. <laughs> yeah, you were really really close. It is. It is not. I've never a, heard of this game. It's it's not a game that like it's not. I'm not a big shooter fan. I am a big strategy fan, and I think that's why I fell in love with this game. But it is. There's two of them, I think. Um, but it's basically. A, they say it's a real time tactics video game. It's if you've played the recent Company of Heroes, it's kind of like that, but in uh, third person. And mm-hmm. for somebody who never saw a battle, went out into war or anything like that, it felt like that's what it was probably like because you were terrified. You know, your guys were. It was. It was. It was based off. Uh, uh, let's see. This is two thousand four that it came out, so it was based off. Uh, Afghanistan, Iraq, Middle East combat. They didn't. I don't know if they ever tell you where you actually are, but you know you're leaning up against a truck and there's snipers shooting down two different uh, uh, streets, and you have one of your guys is pinned down and you're trying to get your other guys in position to try to save him. And very stressful, very fun game, controlled beautifully, and it was a blast. And so if they would re- remake one of those, I would buy it day one and be as happy as could be and 
if they do remake it, I want royalties because I bet they forgot they owned it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, and then something that I've played that's a remake that I love. So, I don't know. This was weird because let me make sure I can't bring this up later. Um, yeah, we're not going to have... Oh, yeah, we will. I'll be able to bring it up in a little bit. So, uh, I won't put this one in there, but I would say for a remake, man, it's it's tough, dude. There haven't been a whole lot of remakes that lived up to the originals. Um, I usually like the idea of remakes, but I, yeah, I, I don't really play them too often. I mean, like Tomb Raider, I I really enjoyed it, but not enough to play all the way through it for some reason. Um, oh, I love that game. I didn't pl- I didn't finish Rise of the Tomb Raider. I still have that. Yeah, so I mean, those are up there. Um, Hmm. There's not really been a, a remake that I can think of that I'm particularly fond of. That's like a got to go back to it. I I will say that I love that they re-released the original Super Nintendo battle map for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe because yes. it's that old, you know, just a square map. So that's about the closest thing to a remake that I can think of besides Tomb Raider. But I think that's kind of a cop-out answer. If I think of something, I'll throw it in at the end. But, but okay. there's not one I can think of there. All right. Um, all right. You want to say what I don't know? I don't know what this one is that you don't know how to lead with. But well, I mean, I, I'll, I'll try to answer this one. We'll we'll listen to me struggle to figure out what I'm going to answer. So well, if, if I have an answer, I'll, I can go first so you can formulate. Okay. I've been thinking about this one for a couple of days, and I still don't have an answer. So I'm hoping being on the spot will give me an answer. Um. So Lisa Applin, who's one of our editors, asked if you could come back as any insect, which would you choose and why? And insect actually, specifically? Insect specifically. Actually, I'd be a Dragonfly. female praying mantis. Okay. See? <laughs> we, we, we did great. <laughs> so, so, okay. So a female praying mantis eats the head off the male praying mantis. I love it. After they, after they uh, have relations that's <laughs> so. feminism right there that is it <laughs> but i thought a praying mantis would be cool to come back as but then i realized like people would think i would come back as the dude and i get my head bitten off so no you gotta be girl so i'm gonna be make lady. sure that i come back as the lady one so my head does not get eaten um or i guess they eat the whole body i, I don't i'm not sure so i think it's the head yeah and and i the praying mantises have always looked cool to me, mainly because they look like they're about to punch somebody in the face. Like they just, they, they, they look like they're ready to fight. And so I've always thought they were cool <laughs> looking. So that that's what I, I love it. I just want to be a dragonfly because they're pretty. Okay. That, <laughs> I figured it would be something that flew around. So yeah, I want, I want flight. I got places uh, to be. Okay. So we, we have two questions from Rio. One of them I'm going to say for the end because I think that one's going to be a that one's probably going to take us the longest to answer. Um, okay. And the other one I don't know if we can necessarily answer. It's what board game interpretation of a video game is the best one? Um, God. I mean, the only ones I've played are, I mean. Monopoly Gamer, I, I have. I, I don't know if you've ever played that. Does that count? Uh, sure, sure. It's fun. Okay. <laughs> I, I which, enjoy it. It's I. What? Uh, we're, oh, so he wants to know which board game 
based on a video game is the best one it sounds like what board game interpretation so yeah doesn't that game? doesn't yeah. that count i guess so does monopoly gamer count because it's mario <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty I, fun we'll we'll let that one slide um i don't play a whole lot of the licensed games um but i would say i had a lot of fun with king of tokyo which is basically rampage um your big monsters destroying a city and beating each other up um, should we play HeroScape? Yeah, played that a lot. That's a fun game. But <laughs> I would I would say also this is a plug, Way of the Fighter is one of the more fun and mind crushingly difficult to learn board games I've ever played. But once you get it down, it's awesome and it's a perfect representation of the of like Street Fighter 2, just with different I characters. I love board games. So that one I, I would say Way of the Fighter, even though it doesn't answer Rio's question exactly. Way of the Fighter is going to be my we answer try. for that. Um, and if you um, want to know what it's like, go to Bago Games and read the review. Um, hey. <laughs> so, okay. So then Jack Penwell comes in with, what is the best video game movie tie-in? What makes a good one? Um, so the best video game movie tie-in. So we're talking about a, um, a game that's based on a movie? Movie based on a game, I thought. Which is the best video game movie tie-in? What makes it what makes a good one? Oh no 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 yeah it's it's a video yeah, game based so, off a movie. Okay. Um, Spider Man. I mean sure. that's that's the answer is is like the PS I think it was the PS two or PS three Spider Man, where it was just a big I mean, open world. I w- I would once again like to refer to Scooby Doo Night of a Hundred Frights. That's a TV adap. No, that's a TV one. <laughs> um, I can't think of any that i've played like i can think of some but none that i've played they're generally awful (laughs) yeah most of them are um rugrats rugrats what What is that what is that one on the ps2 oh that is a good game i'm gonna i'm gonna actually say cars 3 (laughs) yeah i i think i mentioned cars 3 in like our first gaming story as well also um it is done by the same people that did disney infinity it's a hard but very good racing game, and it's just it's 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 very close to Mario Kart as far as how the the racing works. So, I would put that cool. as as probably the best movie tie-in, and I think to make it good is is not to try to make the game act like the movie. Just use the assets and the story of the movie, like the the King Kong game that they did whenever the 360 first came out. Um, mm-hmm. That was based on King Kong, but they didn't try to overdo it with making it feel like the movie. So I, I think the the key to make a good video game based on a movie is just to use it as an inspiration as opposed to trying to make it feel like you're in the movie. Do an offshoot of the story nice. or something like that, which Cars 3 does. It, it does some of the storyline stuff, but for the most part, it's, it's an offshoot off to the side. So. I would say awesome. All right, uh, I would say Rugrats. <laughs> okay, whatever the Rugrats. PS2 one was. All right, we got 15 minutes left. Yeah, and, before I gotta and run. I think we're gonna. So we have. Okay, so we we have an easy question, and then, sorry, Alex, we're gonna skip your favorite movie of all time, um, or least favorite movie of all time, if, if depending on how long. Your first Call two Me By Your Name go. and uh, Mulan are very good movies. Okay. That is all. All right. So, <laughs> so here's here's 
Alex Applin's first question, and he's our editor-in-chief. Um, if you had to pick one, who would you date? Mario, Dante, uh, your choice of which Dante, the remake of the original. Nathan Drake, Nathan Geralt Drake. of Rivera, or of, of Rivia, or Link. And Nathan why? Drake. Nathan, Nathan Drake? Drake. He is a daddy, and he's going to take care of me and protect me. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with Link because he's one of the Disney princesses, basically. But you don't get to talk to him. That, that's what I like. <laughs> I want him to just be quiet and be pretty. And okay. So, so Link is perfect. And Link, really, we all know that Link isn't the man in the, in, in the Zelda franchise. You, Zelda. you cut out there, would you say? Link is not the man in the Zelda franchise. Zelda is. No. So, yeah, I would agree with that. And Link is very, his features are beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and, and being a straight man, Link, I'm not going with a, a flat or a big chubby, uh, fat, mustached <laughs> Italian man. Oh, for sure, no. And Dante's just too young. If I had to date one of the Mario brothers, it would be Luigi, for sure. Oh, yeah. He, he's got jumps. <laughs> but yeah, no, Nathan Drake is my number one. I can see Nathan Drake. Um, I'd go with Link just because he's he's very pretty for a woman. Um, Link's my number two. Yeah. Okay. So what is <laughs> so? Here's the second question from Alex. What is the most overrated game franchise, game or franchise that you see people go nuts over? And what is FIFA. the most? And what is the most underrated <laughs> that you see people go under? You actually saved my FIFA thing because I didn't have a place to plug <laughs> FIFA because it doesn't fit into either one of these because I don't think it's over or underrated. It fits in perfectly. But FIFA is a great game. Um, so first off, what is the most overrated game franchise that you see people go nuts over? Every EA sports game, Call of Duty. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so Call of Duty is an easy cop out, and I think it's probably true. Um I think it gets reviewed too highly for being the same game with a few different things each year. And it always gets a nine, even though the stories are never, the reviews are never like, Oh, what a great story. It's just like, Hey, this game's still fun. Well, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's like saying, I I don't know. I'm not going to go too deep into that, but I I think call of duty is overrated. Now what's the most underrated game or franchise of all time? I have a good one. Okay. Go for it. Cause I'm going to beat how many figures is. I would like to say uh, Gravity Rush. Uh, have you ever played either of these? No, I keep on wanting to. I played a demo for one. I really like it. I keep yeah. on saying I'm going to play it. I just haven't found the time to do it. The first one was a PS Vita exclusive that uh, yeah. I think it might have been a launch it title. It got a remake. Very, it, yeah, yeah, it was it supposed a, to be a launch. It got a PS4. Yeah, it was supposed to be a launch it title, like a launch but it got window, pushed back. I think. Yeah. And, um, and it, it, it's one of the few, you know, with Uncharted Golden Abyss, really great Vita games um, that, you know, like were triple A and it got a PS4 remaster before uh, Gravity Rush 2 was made. I think it's kind of sad that they didn't even release it on Vita 2. It was literally just right. on PS4, but it has some amazing writing and it's um, a, it's fun. It is a fun game. Uh, basically, what what the kind of whole you know crux of it is is that you control gravity you can shift gravity to walk on walls you know fly around in the air bring people around with you and like uh the missions are always very well suited towards you know like uh kind of the the controls of you know like the gravity um 
the combat's super fun, and I just think it's a really great game series. I hope they just don't really sell well, you know, because it started on the Vita. Right. Uh, so I'm hoping that it gets a third entry. I, I don't know if it will, but I think those are some really underrated games. All right. Uh, the most underrated game of all time. It It's not underrated as far as critical reviews, but it does not get the attention it deserves. It's the best real-time strategy game ever created in the history of strategy and its rise of nations. It is by far the Never best strategy heard game of that. ever. Wait, made. no, I have heard of that. They they recently remastered it and re-released it for PC. You, you'll never find it. I don't care how much you love StarCraft, how much you love WarCraft. Nothing beats Rise of Nations. Take Civilization, the Civilization series, make it real-time, and make it work well. That's what you have. You can... I played a game where I beat somebody without building one troop. Um, I never built uh, any unit as I advanced through the ages. The I built a bunch of spies, and I bought all of my opponent's troops, and I just had spies sitting outside of his barracks. So as he made a new troop to try to fight off these these guys that I was bribing that then would fight for me, he would make more, and I would just have more spies to keep on buying his guys. So... That's just one of the ways you can win. I, I also beat mm-hmm. another... I beat a good friend of mine by starting a huge land war that I was going to lose. And you can win by taking out their capital. So I just sent one gunman, like just one rifle soldier or whatever, the basic grunt, and a couple uh-huh. commandos around the back of his entire nation, set up a whole bunch of demolition charges on his... Uh, on his capital because the demolition can only bring it down to one hit point and the rifleman took a shot and won the game and huh. he, he didn't see it coming because he was so focused on this big land war that we were having at our borders so by far <laughs> rise of nations is the most fun you'll have playing a real-time strategy game i've been playing it since it came out in 2002 i think yeah so i think it's been 2002 it's been 15 are there years. multiple uh, no, it's just Rise of Nations and then uh, the Thrones and Patriots expansion. One game, it's like 20 bucks on Steam. And it's been updated so it runs in 1080 or 4K or any of that. Um, let's see. So let's move on to the last question because we're about the end of our time. So, mm-hmm. and, and I'm just going to pick one of these. So Rio asks, and I'm calling him Rio. He has a real name, but I don't care to learn it. Um, <laughs> so... I actually know it, but we're going to keep it with Rio. Uh, so, how would you revitalize an old mascot brand like Croc, Bubsy, or Sonic? And you've played Bubsy, correct? Nope. I know everything about it, though. Okay. <laughs> so you know enough about Bubsy. That's the one we're going to pick. We're gonna uh, we're gonna say how you revitalize something like Bubsy. Clearly, the creators don't know how to do it because they just tried and failed. Right. <laughs> I. Th- you just have to. What it comes down to is making sure it has a good game. Right. You just have to make a platformer. (laughs) Yeah, and Bubsy's a a cool enough character. You just, you need to give him something that's unique. So, you know, I mean, Crash Bandicoot, he has his little spinny run-at-you thing, which makes the Crash series unique. You have Mario, who's running all over the place and woohooing and doing triple jumps and all that. For Bubsy... He was always a little bit about attitude. You know, take a book out of Rare's page and kind of go the Conker's Bad Fur Day route with him. You know, Bubsy 
was almost a mascot for for an entire company and then his games went downhill so have him come back as an adult oriented kind of relaunch of of uh what they did with conquer and make him pissed off that he's been sitting in the wings this long and make him likable too while you're at it yeah and and just make him kind of this you know grumpy guy who wants to get back in the spotlight and all of a sudden you have a game that's about a mask it kind of gets into that deadpool territory where he knows that the people breaking the fourth wall kind of felled him and so he's going to do whatever he can and he you know have the game get created as you play make it a game that you kind of build as you play as bubsy or something there's there's a lot of things you could do about it but i think this i I think the the core idea for something like bubsy is make it so that even though his franchise is felled he's been sitting there waiting for his chance to come back and let him come back because there's the yeah there's the deadpool story where he kills the marvel universe and he actually goes after the writers and stuff too um by leaving the comics so you can do something along those lines of where bubsy is making the game as he as he's trying to reclaim popularity and have him rip off all the games have him have him do uh you know like he has to win in a soccer match like fifa i don't know um and then you know he has to do like a tomb raider type thing and and he make has to it, go fast like yeah sonic. he's got to do a sonic thing. and and make it a commentary on video games make him have to like dress up in almost no clothing to get through certain levels you know anything he can do to appeal to gamers and you know just make it a solid platformer or a solid adventure game and i think you bring back a character like that you just the people who grew up with bubsy who played the bubsy games and liked them are now 20 years older or 15 years older so you can take a character like that and make him okay for somebody who's allowed to go into a rated r movie on their own and mm-hmm. it's not going to be a big deal. Um, so I think you could do that with Bubsy. I, I think Sonic's already starting to get it right with some of the stuff they're doing. Um, plus, they have the uh, Sonic board game, that the Battle Racers, that's got kickstarted quickly and is still going. So Sonic's got his own thing going. You can't, no matter how many bad games they make for Sonic, he'll be around. Yeah, and I uh, I don't remember Croc well enough. I remember not liking it in the first place, and I don't know if you can make that, you know, it's Croc. Sometimes, you know, very few character mascots stay around. Right. And that's I think that's a good thing, you know? I do, too. You need, There's you only need room for things. so many of them. I would like to, going back earlier to something I'd like to see remade, I would like to see... A re-release of Conquer's Bad for a day because I did not get to play it at that time, and I think it would be fun, you know, if they. Yeah, I'd like to see a remake of the Sonic Adventure titles because I've never played a Sonic title. I know weirdly about like all of them because I I watch a lot of things on them of like good and bad design videos, but those are some of the most highly regarded ones. And if they fixed up some things, I would love to play those games. And you know, like HD, I think that'd be a really a fun thing to see. Yeah, it could be. I, I mean, Sonic has a lot of ways it can go, and, and I think they're starting to hit it. So, Croc, who cares? It's Croc. But <laughs> I would like to see Bubsy come back, and I would like to see Domino's bring back the Noid. Um, <laughs> so, you know, if we're bringing back mascots with with different uh, exclamation points on their shirt or whatever, you might as well bring back the Noid as well. And, <laughs> you know, get off of this 
we're making Domino's the new place to eat pizza. You know, we're completely changing up. No, bring the Noid back. Make us hate the Noid and want to eat your pizza because we're going to spite the Noid and make video games about it. Like, I'm all for that, too. So, yeah. You know, because you have to avoid the Noid. That's a very 80s kid thing. So anybody listening to this that grew up in the 80s knows exactly what I'm talking about. Everybody else is like, what the hell is he going on about? <laughs> I do know the Noid. <laughs> yeah, dude, I had a T-shirt. That I wore to school that said avoid the Noid on it. Like Domino's had the uh, marketing down at that point. <laughs> I mean, and it was Love it. it was not a it was not like the nerd shirt, you know. Uh, people would wear that t shirt. Cool it was, shirt. It was like a, it was like wearing your favorite band or whatever. People would wear the avoid the Noid shirt. It was just yeah. it was just a cultural thing right then, and Domino's knew their stuff. So bring that game back. I want to see that again. I would so. agree with you there. I mean, I get that that got through all our questions unless we want to try to answer real quick. Alex's last question, which is your favorite and least favorite movies of all time. Uh, Pokemon, the first movie, call me by your name. Um, Mulan. Um, uh, 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 You go. (laughs) Uh, Princess Bride, Labyrinth. Those are easily some of my favorite movies of all time. Wonder Um, Woman. Yeah, Justice League is definitely one of my least favorite movies of all time. No, 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 no I was saying best. Yeah, least favorite. Yeah, we're in the least favorite category. Uh, Wonder Woman's good, but uh, yeah, least favorite would be Justice League. Um, but yeah, I would say I would say Princess Bride and Labyrinth are my my two favorite movies of all time. Huh. So Interesting. I don't I don't really have least favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, Takes a lot for me to hate a movie. Yeah, you like Chloe. Um, oh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Dark Side of Dimension. That's a fun movie. <laughs> yeah. it, the big thing about Labyrinth is you get to see David Bowie being David it's never Bowie. never a bad thing. And he is wearing almost see-through tights. And Love it. it. And it's for children. It is. <laughs> it, I mean, the, just, the movie was targeted towards a younger audience. It's a Jim Henson movie. But it is dark, and it's fantastic. So, um, if you haven't watched it, check out Labyrinth. You'll dig it. If you haven't seen Princess Bride, you should not be on the internet. So make sure you see that. <laughs> Princess Princess Bride is one of the all time great films. I would agree. Yeah. So, um, I think we got this all the questions in. Yeah, and I know this is different than our normal stuff, but we wanted to kind of, kind of let you guys hear a little bit more about who we are and without just telling you like, Hey, this is me. Blah, this blah, is blah. who I am. Yeah. This so is, you guys kind of get a little bit more me. of, of who Colby and Chris are. So, um, a couple quick things we do have, it looks like, uh, two more new podcasts launching over the next couple weeks with the third one that we've been hitting at since the first episode, taking a lot longer than we expected. But I would expect that one's going to be at least late May or late March or late April before that one comes out. But in the meantime, I think we have two more that are going to be showing up within the next two to three weeks, um, just depending on timing of the people that we're working with on them. Uh, so those will probably show up in this feed. So make sure you're subscribed to it so that you the first episode I'm always going to throw into this feed and then it'll be its own feed. Um for any of the new shows because those two or those three shows that we're working on, I want to make sure that you all get a chance to see it. Um, yeah. Uh, Chloe and Chris episode two on Saturday and then we'll be back Monday. So follow me at 
Limited Fell on Twitter. Follow Colby. Uh, Colby underscore tour. And that's it. We'll, we'll see you next Monday. Have a good week. See you in the next one.